Welcome to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast, where we share stories around the business of fitness and other things going on in the local RVA fitness community. Be sure to check out our collective shop at rvaaffiliatecollective.org and give us a follow on Instagram at RVA Affiliate Collective. Enjoy the show. So welcome to the Collective Podcast. I'm here with Matt from S3E. And uh, for those who don't know, who are you? What do you do? Appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm the owner and head coach here at S3E CrossFit. Um, I mean, that's who I am and what I do kind of thing. Uh, just a little background information, I guess, kind of thing. I've uh, been coaching, been a CrossFit coach since um, 2010 and been coaching full-time pretty much since then. I was... Uh, did 22 years in the Navy, did 11 years active duty, got off active duty in 2007. I uh, was living down in Virginia Beach, kind of missed that camaraderie a little bit. Um, was in the special operations community with the Navy, bomb disposal guy and diving and stuff like that. Um, we'd work out all the time, like every day kind of thing, um, an hour or so every day pretty much. And I missed that kind of group training, group suffering kind of stuff. And so I was trying to find that as, a, as I was doing some work down in Virginia Beach and um, give all the credit to my wife one day was like, you know, you could get people to pay you to do that, right? So I did a, I, I did a reserve mobilization um, 2009 and uh, I took, uh, I actually was the, the CSCS study material. I took it with me while I was on that deployment. Um, and as you know, like everybody always thinks deployments, like you're running and gunning 24 seven. It's like, no, it's like 90% of the time you're, you're bored off your ass. So yeah. like plenty of time to study and do all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, so I, I took the task and passed it when I came back, worked for about six months as a personal trainer, uh, commercial gym here in, here in Richmond kind of thing. And quickly kind of realized like the commercial gym model was not something, um, that really worked for me kind of thing specifically, um, I always like to think of looking back, hindsight, obviously 2020 or whatever you want to call it, but uh, I definitely learned more when I look back on things. But as I was going through there, you know, basically like 90 plus percent of the people they sign a contract to, like they're totally expecting them not to come back, like not to be gone after two weeks. And they're on a five-year contract, they kind of forget and they just end up making monthly payments and, you know, and, and whatnot. And then specifically like trying to sell people on personal training, you know, it was really little felt little bait and switch kind of thing but again looking back on it was an opportunity for me to learn to, to kind of um you know show people your value and we were just talking about that before we started recording i think um just how you like build the value and, and so but i had had been was doing crossfit like started like doing crossfit around the end of 2008 um it kind of like the typical story or typical guy story anyway. It's like, you see it on the internet and you're like, I can totally do that. And cherry pick my workouts, try to do it in a fitness center. And you know, you're like, yeah, obviously, you know, you struggle with some things and some things, you know, well, like pushups and pull-ups, sit-ups, like, yeah, I can do that all day long, you know, cause that's what we did in the Navy. But you know, snatching, clean and jerk, you're like, what am I doing? You look and you go to YouTube and you're like, oh man, like, you know, you got some good videos and some bad videos. But yeah, so I started when I, my wife got a job up here in Richmond, um, came up and, and I think at the time there was only three CrossFit gyms in town, maybe four. Um, and went in, you know, I did a trial workout at Full Circle and loved it. I loved the coaching aspect of it, loved the group, uh, small group classes and all that fun stuff. Um, and pretty much when I moved up here and then came back from the deployment, I was, you know, working out all the time, like four or five, six days a week kind of thing. Um, and then once I got certified and I was, you know, doing, working as a trainer. And one day, Jason, who's the owner of Full Circle, was like, hey, you want to do some coaching for me? And I was like, hell yeah, man. And I just jumped in. And then um, he wanted to bring on board a couple partners. And there's like three of us, actually. And then did some sweat equity for a year. Um, and I was co-owner there until the end of 2016, kind of thing. Did another deployment from for a year down to Virginia Beach, which sounds funny, but I was gone for pretty much the whole year down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much full-time since right at the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, full-time coaching kind of thing. Yeah, and then so at the end of 2016, um, I left Full Circle and uh, started S3E in my garage, um, just kind of starting, just going a little different, kind of, I'm, I'm passionate about endurance sports, kind of, um, 
if anybody's familiar with like Chris Henshaw and aerobic capacity kind of thing, like very similar story to like, like him, um, love that. I mean, I wasn't great like he was, but I was, you know, I love the endurance stuff, the triathlon, you know, did marathons, Ironmans, all that fun stuff. Loved CrossFit and loved how like it made me better at endurance athletes. I love how it was like shorter workouts and, you know, definitely changed my, my, my way of, of doing it, but just kind of like thinking a little bit different, you know, blending the, 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 the aerobic capacity and CrossFit kind of thing. So anyway, just that's, that's really what, where S3 came from kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm sure so. people want to know what does it stand for, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. probably like well, the first yeah. question, so right? It's, well, military guy, like, so I love my acronyms, that's but right. um, yeah, so S3, I, like it stands for, it's strength, speed, stamina, and endurance. So three S's and an E, S3E. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that, that uh, military thought process there, but it, it's it honestly like, so those, those three, um, so again, kind of like the aerobic capacity CrossFit model is, you know, when I kind of look at training, training athletes, training members, um, you know, it's like taking all three of those components. I know CrossFit obviously talks about the 10 principles of, of fitness right. and obviously all four of Physical those are, skills, are part yeah. of that kind of thing. Um, but if you kind of think of, you know, like, like, like what parts of the workout potentially that you're, you're hitting. And again, like, obviously it's constantly varied. So you're not hitting them every single day, but obviously strength, speed, stamina, and endurance. And like those three things blended together when what we hope is a smart way kind of thing that, that makes a really good endurance athlete, really good athlete period, general fitness kind of athlete and stuff like that. So yeah, so that was, um, yeah. And actually, you know, it was one of those ones that was like, I started, I, when I started my, my business, you know, like the, like the, um, was it state corporation committee? And I was like, yeah, that was, let's see if that's, you know, and it, and it came up and like, it was fine. Nobody ever had that one. Um, and then when I applied to become an affiliate, uh, at the beginning of this year kind of thing, um, I applied, you know, I think you have to give like three different ones. Right. I don't even remember the other that, ones. Yeah. I don't even remember the other ones I put kind of thing, but I remember S, obviously like S3 CrossFit was my first one and like a dummy, I didn't even look until after I submitted the application and sure enough, there's somewhere, I don't think it's in North Carolina, that's S3 CrossFit, um, no E, yeah. right? And I was like, oh, and sure, and, sure, and sure enough, it's strength, speed, and stamina. And I'm like, oh my God, like, woo, that's really close kind of thing. But yeah, I came back approved and I was like, oh, okay, thank goodness. So. As obviously like just that E made it slightly different enough that that HQ was like, oh, you're good to go. I guess as long as you don't expand into uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to be a new name, name at that point. That's different true. Affiliate. That's true. That's right. Yeah, they don't keep you under the same yeah. name. Yeah, you, yeah. Even if you open up a new like a new location, even in town, I think you have to have some sort of difference. It gets differentiated differently, yeah. but you could put the same. Name yeah, I mean like S3 yeah. South or something like that, right. or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, but, interesting. So, that's, yeah, the, I mean, in a nutshell. Robot capacity is, is interesting. Um, you know, Henshaw has been finding that that's like the untapped market mm -hmm. um, on the tip of the spear. But even for your everyday CrossFitters, that building that engine, um, especially on your legs, more so than like sitting on a rower or on a bike, but actually being running and, and yep. things like that, that it, it crosses over to all the other areas, um, whether it's, you know, the the one to five minute intervals or the three to, you know, three to 10 or, you know, all the different, um, metabolic pathways and they're finding the aerobic capacity will build in all those areas. Oh yeah. And it, you'll actually get PRs on lifts as well, um, without even necessarily doing specific strength. And I think for me, what I've noticed is a lot of CrossFit gyms, especially after like, what was it? 2012 games when they had a lot of heavy barbell stuff, they all quickly switched to this strength bias programming. Mm -hmm which is fine, right? If that's what you want to do. But I, it, I realized that the entire market started doing that and prescribing it to general population, which is probably not the best, right? Cause someone comes in, they're hundred pounds overweight. Um, the last thing you want to do is put an extra hundred pounds on them, right? Yeah. We, you know, you really just need to get them on a bike and get them the ability to start running again and to be able to climb up on jump boxes and do those things before you even worry about having them get a squat PR, right? Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> um, I mean, it just like I would say, like even mo like all the gyms, like all the gyms around the, here in Richmond, and, and a lot of the ones that I've dropped into, and and I want to believe like most CrossFit gyms now are this way, just passionate about movement, right? So it's it's you know, like you use the barbells to kind of accentuate or accentuate the movements or some of the flaws in the movements you might be seeing mm -hmm. to show people on how to move better and all that fun stuff. But yeah, and it's like you know like why well, are you gonna like try, try to get somebody to do a three hundred pound squat if they can't do you know like 
300 air squats really well kind of thing yeah yeah or, or so, jog a mile yeah right exactly uh, you've been you've been, you been to aerobic capacity course i have not uh, dude i highly really recommend it it's yeah. um because he teaches all of them yeah and that's what, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i really so want to go get, one you get to like spend yeah. a whole day with him yeah um and like he even like he even he, he basically says like hey i don't i don't even need to eat lunch i'm just if you guys he's like we have an hour for lunch if you need to go get something get it but he basically just he'll he'll sit there for an hour and he's like ask me questions and we ask a bunch of questions and we're talking about some things and i mean like for example uh, i mean crossers love to hate burpees but like one of the things that we talked about what like kind of blew my mind is that you talk about running so like this this running workout like everybody understands this it's like i'm going to have you sprint a, like you're on a track right I'm gonna, you're going to have you sprint 100 meters and then you're going to jog 300 meters and you're going to do that five times no rest right like everybody can see that in their head right that i'm going to go all out and then I'm gonna go slow enough on that, but I'm you know, not gonna walk, but I'm gonna jog, right? And you can do that, like that makes sense in your mind, but he kind of translate that whole, that same idea. It's like, for example, this 20.1 that just came out, it's like, hey, if, if you kind of suck at burpees, but you have trained yourself to recover, like you're, you're, you find a pace on your burpees to recover, then you can sprint the snatches and the clean and jerks and then go into your 10 burpees without stopping, right? Like call it a jog, your burpees and recover. Like we talked about that and I was like, was like, yeah. oh my God, like you can recover on your burpees. And you know, most people were like, oh, burpees are gonna suck. And I'm like, no, but you, and, and that's just one obviously example. Right, and he's big on that. the breathing thing yeah, too. Like if you know how to breathe properly while you're doing this burpees, yep. you definitely can recover. Yeah, and like I said, so like coming from an endurance background, you know, and then like having to jump into CrossFit. And a lot of times, you know, like CrossFit, like just go fast, go hard, you know. Right. But it's like, hey, if you got a five round workout and you get that first round done in like, you know, a minute, but then rounds two to four or, or two to five are like three, four or five minutes. It's like, well, you, you kind of you kind of screw that workout up, right? Like you went out too fast and then you kind of think about pacing. And so that's his whole thing is really and he even admits he's like, it's really hard with CrossFit because there's a million different movements that you got to do. He's like, but if you can find that one you know, it's like, hey, you're good at, at, at cycling a barbell, but like try to find that pace on your barbell so that you can not stop and actually just go into the next yeah. thing, quote unquote recovered, but your heart rate's not through the roof and all that other fun stuff, so. Yeah, you gotta crazy. find a way to flow through yeah. the workout, yeah. Yeah, and so like obviously, or not obviously, but what we do here, it's a little bit different than I would say like most gyms, um, although Thursdays is kind of international rest day, you know, in, in the CrossFit world, but we, t we take Thursday as an aerobic capacity day. So pretty much from like, you know, the beginning of, of spring, kind of into winter through um, the fall, uh, we, we go to the track in the morning. We do our 5.30 a.m. class at, the, at yeah, St. Christopher's. That. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, we got, obviously like we um, uh, will attract a lot of endurance athletes and a lot of them like to run, but we also try to get a lot of our like just general fitness people like hey come out to these workouts like because again it's a chance to practice that in a relatively low you know like you're not cycling a barbell you're not doing burpees and all that fun stuff but in a relatively easy way to kind of practice that pacing and that feel you know it's like yeah, hey this what, what does hard feel like what does moderate feel like what does easy feel like you know and then kind of get that feeling of what those should be and then try to translate that back here and then on Thursday, on the, in the evenings, Thursday evenings, we'll do a, a, row, a rowing workout and a bike workout kind of thing. Same, but same concept, like yeah. pretty much the same workout, but obviously just, you know, change a little bit, modify a little bit for the rowing and the bike. But, um, and, and even that, like if people who hate running, we're like, hey, come Thursday nights, because it's like, I mean, it was all CrossFitters know we, we can put you on a rowing machine and yeah, beat the crap out of you. Yeah. But like, again, like it's saving joints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, it, but then you're almost like, you're ready to, rec you're like, all right, what's next kind of thing. So. And same thing on the bike. Everybody hates the bike, but it's the same thing. Like you can go hard and it sucks, but then hop off, flop on the floor for a minute or two and you're fine. So <laughs> Yeah, I uh I don't know if I don't push myself hard enough or what, but I, I still can't wrap my head around the the typical CrossFitter dying on the floor yeah. thing. It, even before I got into CrossFit, I always looked at it and thought it was somewhat ridiculous, like dramatic, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I mean I understand some people might collapse like if they've really pushed themselves that far, but you know, you see these people like you know, shouting for them, people to remove their shoes and they're rolling around and like, <laughs> it's like, you know, how do you want to go out on your, on your feet or on your knees? You know, that's how I feel about that. It's like, get up and walk it off. It's going to start flushing faster anyway. Yeah. Like laying there is going to be more painful than walking it off or hopping on the bike and yeah. just doing an easy spin. And it's really hard when I was coaching, I would 
try really hard to preach that, uh, you know, get up, get up. You know, like you look at the class, they're all just laying on the floor. It's like, guys, you didn't die. You know, <laughs> you didn't just, I know they feel like yeah. it, right? It's all relative, but uh, I don't know why. That's just always That's, that um, little thing I look at. And I'm just like, why are people doing this? I know you, I know you follow, the, the, the everybody does, that make wads great again. That guy's yeah. awesome. I, love, I, I can't think of his name, but like, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's what, one of my favorite ones was, it's like like coaching CrossFit. It's a lot like having a baby. It's like you talk to them the same way. It's like, why are you on the floor? Why did you take your yeah. shirt off? Did you just pee yourself? Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, you're seriously like, why are you guys doing this? Yeah. I think so. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so uh, we kind of talked a little bit about where the idea came from mm -hmm. and how you got started in the garage. Um, but as far as like the early days of opening up, what, what was it like? What was going through your mind? Um, whether that was when you first got a, a place of business or it was in the garage or, or what? Because I know you came from full circle. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that was a tough transition or, or how that went down. But um, just curious your thoughts on well, the early days of S3. I was going to say, well, yeah, like even before S3, I, I like kind of going back. I mean, it was, you know, a little nervous. So like I, you know, like I said, I, you know, probably obviously steady income with the Navy. And then when I when I was off active duty, I did a couple of years as a contractor down in Virginia Beach. Again, like steady income, you know, pretty good work. Now, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I was, I was in the training world so it was kind of an easy translate so it was, it was always kind of a, a leap of faith to kind of think about i always make the joke that if i was going to write an autobiography i already know the title and the title of my autobiography is like well that didn't happen kind of thing because <laughs> you know um yeah yeah i was like when we were talking when we started before you know like joining the navy i was like yeah i'm gonna go to the naval academy i'm gonna fly fighter planes well none of that happened except for joining the navy part right, right. and like and whatnot so it's it's hindsight's always 2020 um Except and if for you, next year yeah exactly and then um <laughs> you know but if somebody had told me you know like if i go back and and, and meet 17 year old matt and was like hey man you're gonna own your own business one day and then you're gonna be a crossfit coach and like that's that's your destiny man like that's your calling in life i'd have been like you are crazy old man get out of here kind of thing so i mean it's always a little bit scary when i look back on it and be like man it really was you know those early days kind of take that leap of faith and sometimes i don't feel like i've landed yet from that leap you know, feel still still feel scared, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a little bit scary, kind of transitioning from, you know, kind of like a contractor nine to five type ish job kind of thing to coaching. Um, but you know, like like cliche as it was, it was like it felt right. Like I, I knew that that's that's what I was like called to do, um, you know, purpose in life, whatever you want to call it, kind of thing. Like I I felt it at my core, and I still do to this day. That that's that's why I'm here is to to leave an impact on the world. Um, and it was definitely scary, like, like make a decision to, um, I mean, it's a little bit easier, again, like kind of looking back, it was a little bit easier to kind of jump in to like co-owning a business or, or co-owning uh, with uh, the guys at Full Circle. Cause it's like, you know, it was already established and you know, you got other people you can kind of lean on and all that fun stuff. And, you know, really it was like really mostly coaching and kind of learning business as I went along. And I'm still dumb when it comes to that side of the house, um, you know, the business side of it and everything. Um, but yeah, like kind of like the whole idea of doing it all on your own, I mean, that was scary and still scary kind of thing, you know, every single day for the last, you know, three years kind of thing. And so it's, it's still a little scary to kind of think like, hey man, you're the one that that's, you know, sink or swim this whole thing, right? And, um, but I mean, that's, again, you can use CrossFit as a cliche for life. It's, it's like, you know, the open workouts, like you don't know what's coming and, but when you see it, you're like, all right, this is gonna suck, it's gonna hurt, but then you get through the other side, you're like, okay, that was kind of fun. Kind of sucked, kind of hurt, but it was kind of fun. You know, I could have done it better. I could have done X, Y, and Z better. And the same thing, like every single day, you know, you, you do stuff and it's, you know, and, and again, kind of the early days, um, you know, like, it, yeah, I mean, if, again, if I had to do it all over again, um, may have taken a little bit more time instead of like, instead of, it's nothing wrong with like starting in your garage. I think that's a great, and again, like that's the kind of classic CrossFit example. It's like, oh, I started my garage and now I've got 200 members or whatever kind of thing. Like that's the classic CrossFit story. The one that everybody wants. Maybe it'd take a little bit more time and, and kind of like um, instead of jumping into it right away, um, you know, just kind of setting setting myself up a little bit more for success. But again, it's, it's you know, you, to me, the best way I learn is by making mistakes, and I do a lot of those, so it's it's perfect. I learn a lot. Well, there you I'm go. Pretty smart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you find that your military experience helped you prepare for the unknowable a little bit? A little like, bit. Yeah, I mean, not a, so not so scared to jump off the deep end, but oh, at the same yeah, time, yeah. like. You knew you had some sort of skills and whether it's resiliency, mental fortitude or, or whatever, like, yeah, even if it does go completely south, like 
I know I'm going to be okay because I've been through, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I was like a bomb disposal thing, you know, and you're like, man, you make a mistake in business and like it sucks and, you know, you lose money or you get sued or whatever kind of thing and, and you get in some sort of, you know, like spat and you're like, well, at least nobody's shooting at me and you're trying to blow me up and all that fun stuff. But I mean, it's, yep. it's not a perfect translation. I mean, they're like, um, and I think that's one of the things as I've met and you know, like worked with a lot of veterans and, and just talked to different organization is trying to take those skills that we gained in the military and translate them in, in the civilian world. And it's tough. I mean, the civilian world, I mean, I think um, a lot of times, I mean, obviously there's only like 2% roughly of the population that, that even goes in the military nowadays and, and is a veteran. It's like 3% of the population or something like that has ever served in the military in any capacity. And so it, it's scary. I mean, there's a lot of things sometimes that don't translate and there's, there's ways that you do things in the civilian world that like military people just don't understand and obviously vice versa yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, there, there it is, and I, but I think it's hard or I think it's hard. You got to concentrate sometimes on um, like being open kind of thing and not being, not being rigid. And I think a lot of times, um, obviously the military has this, you know, this reputation of being rigid and the way they're thinking and kind of, you know, like archaic in some ways and, and whatnot. But um that was, again, and just the community that I was fortunate to serve in was one of the way, it was one of the things that we weren't, like obviously there's rules, like when you're diffusing bombs and IEDs and stuff like that, like there's rules there's you gotta SOP. follow. Yeah, like there's SOPs and all fun stuff. Yeah. But we were always saying like, hey, if there's a better way or if like that didn't work and there's a different way to do this or there's a safer way or there's a you know, faster way or, or whatever it is kind of thing, like let's talk about it and let's figure it out. So it was always like we had that mentality of like, um, you know, at least in all the, the teams that I served with kind of things like we had the mentality like, hey, man, like if you see something, say something, let's figure it out. Like, like everybody's just like can be like, hey, stop what we're doing back out. Like, you know, kind take your time. Continuous so, improvement. Yeah, mindset, absolutely. Right? And, and, mindset. Yeah. And, and I think like bringing that to, you know, like, again, I'm, I'm the owner and the, 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 the head coach and, you know, but it, I don't have all the answers. And so. Um, reaching out to people like you and all these, you know, everybody around town that, 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 that I have a good relationship with that have, you know, I don't have all the answers. I want to bounce ideas off people. And same thing, like, you know, my assistant head coach and general manager, she's, you know, she's a teacher by trade. So like the whole, the whole idea of me being smarter on how to teach people is no different than me being smart, like coaching kind of thing. So it's, it's really great. And then a couple, you know, the coaches that I work, that have here working with me kind of thing, same thing. So like we come together as a team and I'm like, look, this is what I think. This is what my belief is, my vision but maybe you guys have a better idea of how to accomplish this mission and let's talk about it. Let's figure it out kind of thing. And then obviously, but still at the end of the day, you got to be the one that's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to execute. And yeah. Go. You got to so. design the vision and, yeah. and get the buy-in and, yeah. and bring them along, you know? So unfortunately you don't have a rank structure to just say like, this is why you got to follow <laughs> me. Right. So, I mean, I've, I've served. So like, I understand yeah. exactly trying to translate that even in my full-time job, um, in IT, which I don't do IT in the, in the army, but the leadership experience is really hard to translate to mm -hmm. like corporate management because it's a different language, but it's, it's the same at the same time. Like, um, and I always tell them like, look, you know, it's, I can handle this because it, like no one's getting shot at. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's like, this is going to be like a cakewalk compared to it, but you still have to find a way to speak their language at the same yeah. time. And that's, that can be tough. Yeah, I think it's hard for us to sometimes just saying that, you know, it's like somebody, I'm assuming like in your world, somebody comes to you with a crisis, you know, like, oh my God, I got to get this done. And then they're freaking out. And you're kind of like, why? Well, this isn't a big deal. Like, again, like nobody's shooting at me, nobody's blowing me up or whatever. Yeah. But to me, I like having, being empathetic and again, like having to learn that and you're like, well, this is a crisis for this person. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm looking at this as not a big deal. Like we, we can handle this. We can, I can help them out, but this is a big deal for them. Yeah. And so I think again, like, like that's, learning that as I've gone like transition from active duty to reservist to like retired and like full-time civilian work now kind of thing, like trying to be more empathetic and, and less rigid. And I've seen that in the military too. Again, like 22 it's changed, years, yeah. it's definitely changed a lot where like early on it was like, I'm the boss, do this. I don't care what you have to say. And then now it is like, Hey, we're a team, a team of teams, but let's figure out how to accomplish the mission together. You know? And then obviously there's still one person that's like, this is what we're going to do. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point that I just thought about it was like, you know, like it's a crisis for somebody. It may not be that big a deal for you, but you've got to recognize as a coach, as a business owner, as a father, as a, you know, husband or whatever, like this is important to them. It's that they are freaking out about it. So let me help them. Yeah. You know, it doesn't that, so. necessarily mean you also have to freak out yeah. to show that like you just have to, I think 
it does give you all the military experience will give you a calm approach, mm -hmm. which is very valuable in the civilian world is how you have the ability to remain calm. Um, but you also have to meet them where they are and not, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily talk down to them, but like not belittle their reaction because mm -hmm. to them th that's like yeah. the extreme, right? Yeah. And, uh, you have to acknowledge that and empathize with them, mm -hmm. meet them there, but also be that calming hand that guides them along. Um, so it's a fine line between being dismissive and actually uh, yeah. being helpful, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what sort of things uh, surprised you like in the opening process, like anything oh. specific, like maybe the other business, business owners wouldn't think about like some sort of legal thing you had to deal oh, with. God. Or... Everything's legal, man. <laughs> uh, like, like, the, the, the lawyer I helped, help, you know, like craft my, you know, waivers and contracts and all that fun stuff when I was standing the business up. Um, it was very sober. And when he was like, yeah, you're, you know, the waiver you got, you know, like obviously you, you steal one, you tweak it, you kind of, you know, run it through the lawyer. Um, so you're not spending multiple hours of him building something. But, right. you know, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good waiver. He's like, but I'm just going to tell you, like, you know, any good, any good lawyer is going to poke holes in it, but you're dumb not to have one. And I'm like, Damn, dude, you just basically told me, like, I should, like, there's no reason to have one, but there is, you know, like, ah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's just a silly story. That's the that, first but, question they're going to ask is, yeah. like, well, do you have a waiver? And if you say no, no. then it's like, well, that's done. you're on the yeah. book now. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's always, um, I mean, it's the things you don't know that you don't know that, that, that are going to come and bite you in the butt kind of thing, you know, and it's, there's, you know, dealing with government, again, like government bureaucracy, whether it's state, you know, or, or local or whatever, um, you know, it, it, and that's what I was kind of like alluding to at the, the beginning was just kind of like, hey, you know, like really taking a little bit more time and, and almost kind of slowing your roll, <laughs> in my case, kind of thing, like slowing it down a little bit, maybe, you know, kind of doing a little bit more research. Because um, I think a lot of, especially in the CrossFit world, um, I mean, a, a lot of the, the business, uh, you know, coaches that are out there that, that are the good business coaches in the CrossFit world that I've read about and talked with or worked with kind of thing. You know, they all talk about this, like vast majority of the owners in the CrossFit world come from like, I love coaching. I love CrossFit. I want to do that. I want to start a gym and I want to give a great product. Yeah. And I want to coach coaching, all the right? I want to coach all the classes. Yeah. You like that. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, you still got to do the books. You still got to pay taxes. You still got to like, you know, get away, get waivers and you got to have a website and it's, Unclog you know, that toilet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, again, it's a 20,000 different hats you got to wear and all that fun stuff. Um, so like this, I mean, like, like us, like getting together, you know, periodically and, and kind of bouncing ideas off each other and kind of talking and all that fun stuff is, is awesome. Um, but that like, to me, it was like, I was like, man, I really didn't know. I didn't know how much I didn't know about business. And then when you get into the business side of it, you're like, damn, I didn't know. I don't know a lot. <laughs> There's a lot I don't know. And I didn't know that I didn't know a lot kind of thing. And it was like, woo. So that like, it's not that coaching's easy. And you never want to lose fat, lose focus on the fact that like that's our product, like and the, and that. And to me, like like that's what separates our the micro gyms, the CrossFit gyms, from all the other commercial gyms. Again, like when I was working there in the past, was the product is the coaching. Like it's not the workouts, it's not the fancy equipment. It's, it, and honestly, it's not even the community. I mean, that's a big part of it, but that that's not what we're selling. We're really selling that coaching, that that relationship building. Kind of thing, and so like you can't lose focus on that. So you have to focus time and effort on being a better coach. But like you said, damn, you got to spend time unclogging toilets and painting the walls, and you know, writing writing thank you letters, and uh, it's like, ooh. So it's all that business stuff um, that takes a lot of time and takes a lot of effort. And again, like that's not necessarily why you got into this business in the first place. Um, we talked about this in, in one of the networking groups I belong in. Uh, you hear it all the time. People are like, oh, if you, you know, you make your passion, your, your, your job, then you'll never work a day in your life. And we're all like, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's what gets you through. Grind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's what the hat, like, that's what gets you through yeah. all the other times. But realistically, like, again, like, you know, your passion may be coaching or, you know, hair and makeup or salon, you know, like whatever it is, you still got to pay the bills, you still got to pay taxes, you still got employees, you still got, you know, all that stuff. Um, you still got clients, you know, disputes and, you know, credit card things and merchant. It's, it's like, none of that is my passion, but that all, all that crap is related to me being able to do the things I love doing. Me loving what I do gets me through that, but also they're like, it's a job too. And so I, it's, it's, yeah, that to me, it was like, whew, you know, like I'm living my passion, but man, it sucks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> man, but, 
I had originally looked at opening up in the Richmond area before I started the collective and just the collective was born out of maybe I can provide value some other way. But the idea of opening up, it's, it's nothing like, I don't understand why there isn't a easy guide for each major like Metro market. You want to open up a business. Here's what you need to do. Here's where you need to go. Like for all the basic stuff that everyone has to go through, like permits and zoning and, and there is some of that stuff, but it's, it's like, scattered and then it's like well how's that in richmond or how's that in rico how's that in chesterfield and you start breaking it down and you just end up you know um jacob on the last episode was talking about hanging out at city hall essentially just like staying on them to get certain things done like they wouldn't just do it like he had to actually stay on them to actually see it happen we know that from government service like we understand like yeah they'll lose your paperwork 20 times so you got to kind of have to like stand over them but um there's nothing out there that really prepares people for it. I think at the same time, that's kind of like what what makes the area, you know, or America like really awesome is that you can just start a business, right? But you also on your own. Yeah. You know, you don't um, get any handholding unless you've got some capital and some people who've done it before. Um, so I wonder if the market with all these CrossFit gyms, you know, 20 something in the area, if the larger ones that can provide full-time coaching opportunities for the people who open up because they want to be a full-time coach if that doesn't start consolidating gyms in the area you know um if a gym is big enough to be able to hire like a full-time coach why would i open up my own business just to be a full-time coach anymore and then only the business people are who are passionate about maybe the gym are opening up or running the businesses and not necessarily full-time coaches trying to run businesses i wonder if that's going to be like the next wave of consolidation yeah, I've, I've been reading a little bit, you know, again, like in, in, in the community of just kind of like, do you build or do you buy is kind of, yeah. and I've seen a couple of people, you know, talking about that. And, you know, I think you're right. It's like, if, if you want to be a full-time coach, then, and, and like, that's, that's what I want S3E eventually to be is, is to have, you know, a handful of full-time employees that make, can make a living. And I think, um, so like going back, so when I first got my CSCS, it, like it really struck me when I when I was working at the the commercial gym I was at that I came in there, like all I did was you know buy study materials, study it, and pass the test, and I had got like four letters on the end of my name now, and whenever I was talking to anybody, you know like all the you know all the different personal training certifications that that they have at commercial gyms, they're like oh man you're a CSCS, oh man you're so smart, you know, and I'm like. I haven't really coached anybody yet. Like I've never been on a, you know, professional football team or basketball team or whatever, like college, like I haven't even, not even high school yet kind of thing. It's like, I haven't done squat with my CSCS, but you guys look at me like I'm a God. But like that really struck me was that like, here you go, you got a CSCS. Now it's like, there you go, golf into the wind. And in CrossFit, it's kind of like, you know, the same thing with like level one, two, it's like, hey, you passed the test. All right, cool. Now you get to go do it. And there's no... Like kind of professional, I mean, you, you, military, right? Like, like you join a certain, you know, corps or a certain, like, you know, like for me in the special operations community, there's, there's, there's a, you know, like career path. Like, you know, again, it's not exactly cookie cutter, cookie cutter kind of thing, but it's like, hey, these are the milestones that, you know, for 20, 30 years that you, you should be trying to get to and accomplish, and this is how you're going to be successful. There is none of that, like, in the, even in the professional strength and conditioning world kind of thing. You know, you, you see these guys bouncing around different sports teams all the time. Um, you know, they're, they're making businesses on their own and whatnot. So, like, that's, like, I want to build, like, have that and have, like, a business where, you know, people can can develop professionally kind of thing. And eventually, like, like you said, if it's, like, you're coaching full-time and you can make a salary and, like, that's all you want to do, like, that's awesome. That's great. Like, you know, we need people who do that. Like, to, again, like, that's going to allow me to not do that. And, and build a business and, and, and build a network and support the collective and support other gyms in, in the area kind of thing, doing the same thing, kind of fighting the fight against the commercial gyms. But then it's like, but it also, if you like, you recognize, you know, somebody's desire and drive to do that, to like go from full-time coaching to owning a business, I like develop them as well too. And I think that again, like that's the career path I see that, that, that for strength and conditioning coaches, CrossFit coaches, you know, micro gym owners, whatever it is kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's, I want to be a part of that. That's, that's the impact I want to leave this world. 
few years when I get when I get done. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's a that's wow. a good plan. Yeah, it's just something I've been kicking around in my head recently, just thinking about you know just trying to predict the industry a yeah. little bit and understand where where it's going. Um, what are some common misconceptions that people might have about you and what you do? If if you were to meet someone new and say, "Oh, I own a CrossFit gym," or or I own a gym, um, what's what's something they might assume or, or think? Like the common one is like, "Oh, you just get to work out all day." You know, you just hang <laughs> oh, yeah. out, right? Have you ever run into anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, the joke I always make is like, "Hey, you want like the quickest way to get out of shape is to own a gym." <laughs> yeah, it is. It's you know. Why is that? Well, well, because again, like you got to wear all the other hats, and then, and realistically, and, and I tell coaches this too. It's like, um, you know, I, I like the best athletes don't always make the best coaches in, in any sport. I mean, you pick a sport kind of thing. It's not just CrossFit, but I, I think kind of like talking about CrossFit. Um, you know, there's a reason that like are the elite CrossFitters you aren't necessarily coaching, you know, and they may be business owners and they might, they might have come from coaching and all the other aspects, but they all have a coach. And like that coach probably wasn't an elite level athlete kind of thing. And, and realistically, again, and I tell them, it's like, Hey, when you're a coach, like other people's workouts are more important. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you have an elite athlete, like when they come into the gym and they've got 90 minutes worth of stuff they do. Like if somebody comes in and asks them a question, like they're not going to, they're like, Hey man, I'm, I'm doing my workout. I'm like, if, but if you're a coach, and you're trying to sneak in your workout, but somebody's in here and they ask you a question, like you need to stop what you're doing and talk to them about what's happening. And, and yeah, it sucks. And like, you know, like maybe they're like, maybe that's why you should take your own, like take your other coach's classes and like be a student at that yeah. point in time. It, um, and like, obviously like when somebody asks you a question, like, hey, I'm not coaching this, like ask the coach, but I'll be more than happy to help you kind of thing. And, and, and so like, I think that's the big, one of the biggest conceptions is, is that's like, oh, you're, oh, you get to hang out in the gym all day long. You must be working out all the time in great shape. And you're like, well, no, because I get these 20 other hats that I got to do. And oh, by the way, I'm a husband and I'm a father and, you know, like, and, and whatnot, and a, and a brother and a son, you know, so it's like, there's all these other responsibilities everybody that everybody else has, but you're just like, yeah, then I'm also trying to like, like coach 530 in the morning until seven o'clock at night and, and do all this other stuff at the same time. Um, kind of thing. I, I think, it's it's gotten better and again i've been doing crossfit kind of like officially since you know 2008 or so that like when you tell people like i own a crossfit gym that you know like the the the, the picture that they immediately develop and, and still but i would say still like a lot of times when people say oh i've heard of crossfit like it's it's going to be one or the other like There's some sort of yeah barrier to get over exactly like, the oh, word, it's yeah. a cult or oh like oh you know my friend yeah. loves it I, i've always wanted to try it kind of thing or you're going to get hurt yeah it's like oh it's really dangerous and and whatnot and yeah i mean so like overcoming and and i think that's fun because i mean to me it's it's a chance you, to educate exactly right? yeah and, and again like I, I remember doing a presentation one time uh, at this networking group and the same thing i was like hey like why am i in crossfit gym now like why did i decide to affiliate and it's like you know, it's like when I said CrossFit, did you picture this? And of course, you know, it's like shirtless Matt Frazier and Rich Froning and Sarah Sigmund's daughter, like pictures of those people. And like, you know, like you said, like people laying on the floor, flopping around. You're like, is that is like, is that what you picture? Doing weird pull ups. Yeah. yeah. And then it's yeah. like and then I'm like, you know, go to the next slide kind of thing. And I show pictures of like our actual members, like a mother and daughter working out together. And like, you know, my, my 75 year old dad, you know, and then like, you know, our 16 year old kids and stuff like that and everywhere in between. And then and even to me, it was really, really cool beginning of this pat of this year when CrossFit like they changed their website, right? Like January first or whatever and you know, all make you the like, joke about you like the couches. The 101 yeah. 19, huh? <laughs> and it's like you make it yeah. um the like the couches and the videos with the 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 the, the, the older jugs. people and all yeah. and the jugs and the broomsticks. But I was like I was like I, I we want to make fun of it, but I'm like, but this is the point, like is is CrossFit, while it's not for everybody, it can be for anybody. Kind of thing and so like if if you want to move better and, and be better and, and live a healthier life make like, some friends along the way yeah exactly and and, and 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 like get good coaching then like this really is for you like it's not just for the elite athletes like it's really the one percent i mean we talk about that all the time like how many hundreds of thousands of people are playing basketball every day but there's only a few one percent or whatever that are getting paid millions of dollars to do it right and they're awesome and they're god bless them like that's why they should be getting paid millions of dollars to do it and that's great but it's, it's like hey like that's those cross different than a yeah. pickup game on yeah, weekend with your exactly. buddies right yeah yeah so it's funny glassman talks about the the birth of the new website and um 
he says, you know, the whole idea, he's like, I think there was some misconception of that because the whole idea wasn't to say that you guys should be doing workouts in your home with water jugs. It was for people of the underserved community, which is the, you know, severely overweight and elderly to see themselves. Oh, is that all you're doing is like lifting jugs? Oh, I can do that. And then go into a gym. Right. No. Um, so it's, it's interesting because people are seeing that and saying, oh, that, that's all, that's all CrossFit. Oh, I can do that. It's working. Yeah. It's working. So Absolutely. it's exciting to see that that's shifting as well. Um, it's tough though without the social media presence. I don't know how that really plays in their long game. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at first I was kind of like, that was weird and why they do that. But then, um, so we work with um, the warm up and workout. You ever heard of those guys before from Pat Barber and his wife Taz? Um, no. And they, you know, that was kind of kicked around in, 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 in like their, you know, the private Facebook group and all that fun stuff. And you know, Pat's been on the level one, level two, you know, instructor for a long time. And like, I've got a, you know, on, I think he's built at least two gyms maybe. Anyway. Um, and it's like, Hey, like, he's like, I don't have the answer. I don't know why, but he's like, but all I know is this is an opportunity for us. He's like, for us to tag each other. Like, again, like even just in that small community, the warm up and workout crew, but you know, like just CrossFit in general and like what you're doing, the, the affiliates, like, well, there's now an opportunity for us to do it. Like, of course we, we would love to have a little bit more, you know, all that content that they created, like have access to that kind of thing. But it's also kind of like, hey, now it's our opportunity. Sure. Tell to, your own story. To, yeah. To tell our stories, feature our athletes, yep. you know, and not just, again, like I think a lot of times, and, and Glassman may have hit on this at some point in time, but it's like you, if you went to the CrossFit website or CrossFit games, you might've gone this whole path of like, well, everybody looks like a games athlete and had this idea. Like you said, when you meet somebody who's like, oh, I do CrossFit. It's like, well, you don't, I don't, I don't get it because you don't look like Frazier right, or, right. or Annie or whatever. And you're like, well, that's 99% of us don't look like that anyway. Kind of thing. So yeah, not yet. Anyway. Yeah. That's the goal, right? <laughs> of course. So. Of course. You know, just I'm, to, I'm just trying to look like, like a, 40 more years. I'll be competitive. My goal is to look like a female athlete. At the end of the hey man, like, <laughs> that's the cool thing about the women's RX is you, it's still RX. Still humbling either there way. <laughs> um, why do you think people fail in your industry or close down or, you know, whatever, um, you mentioned full oh. circle, you know, they recently mm -hmm. closed, um, yeah, I mean, I, that I don't specifically know. I mean, I like when when I you know left, I, I, I try not to get in the business side of it, kind of thing. Um, sure. I mean, there's a I, there's a million different reasons. I don't uh, mean full circle specifically. Yeah, no, no, no. Just no. Yeah, example, I, mean, I, I would you know, say like I mean, I mean, there's a million different reasons. You know, life changes. You know, like you like you have a kid, lose a job, whatever kind of thing. Um, you know, but I, I think. And to me, like this is kind of my experience is like I could see where I could potentially fail is because I don't, um, you know, like not really focusing on the things that I need to build the business and kind of work on the business and get really lost in the weeds. Because, again, like I would say the vast majority of us come from that aspect that we love working in the business. So we love coaching. We love being a part of this community. We love that. But it's all those other things that we have to do as business owners that are going to bite us in the butt that if we don't do that or we don't prioritize that and don't focus on that, then that's, that's like, that's, what's going to happen. Like that's, that's going to get us like, I mean, the government's the government's not going away. Right. So if you don't pay your taxes, like, boom, they're going to come, come sure. get it, shut the doors. You don't all follow stuff. someone who interacts yeah. with your website. Exactly. Right? You, yeah. You're never going to get that. Lead. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's never going to be perfect. And it's like, you know, and, and whatnot, but, um, I mean, I would say like for, for CrossFit, it's definitely not, I mean, I know there's a lot in town and we talked about when I first started doing, I think there was three or four in town and then it was like 23, 22 or something like that. And that's may seem like a lot, but I'm also like, there's a million people that live in Richmond in the greater Richmond area. And I'm like, if, if there's, let's say 150 people on average at every single one of these 20, 20 some gyms, right. You're like, there's still a lot of people that aren't members of a CrossFit gym. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's, it's saturated. No, definitely kind of, not. Definitely not. Not even close, really. And honestly, like, like I said, you're not going to get every single person in town. Right. But like That would be the goal is because we, we truly know, we truly know and believe that we have the answer to a lot of the health and wellness problems that are going on in this world and the commercial gyms don't. And again, like we, we talked about this before. He's like, that's my goal. And, it, and it's never going to happen in my lifetime, I don't think. But like, I would love to run them all out of Richmond and have only micro gyms, only CrossFit gyms boutique fitness gyms kind of thing, because that's like, again, you're making that impact one-on-one, -on -one. even in a group coaching aspect, you're still getting that one-on-one -on -one interaction with, with people pretty much all, you know, every single day that they're in, 
in your gym. And that's just not happening at commercial gyms. And, and there's, and again, like commercial gyms are around and because there's people that can do that. Um, yeah. You know, they, they can pay that low, low monthly rate and they can have awesome results and be healthy and be, and, and that's perfect. And that's great for them. And I love it. It's just that, I, again, like vast majority of people, I don't think that that works for. Kind right. Of I mean, their model is based on the idea that they don't come in. Yeah. Because if everyone came incentivizes in. incentivizes you not to come if in. If everyone came in that signed up, they would have to shut down because it'd be over capacity. Um, so, yeah, of course, 10 bucks a month. If I don't come in but once a month, then I can justify the $10 and I can stay yeah. a member forever. Yeah. Um, but if I'm paying closer to personal training yeah. rates, um, I'm coming in. So it incentivizes me to come in, but also I'm getting that personal training yeah. touch. Um, so yeah, we, we value obviously having people in the doors. Absolutely. Um, so you would say it's probably not a lack of members in Richmond. It's not due to saturation. It's other than like life events or like lease agreements falling mm -hmm. apart, whatever you would say, it's probably just the lack of business. Uh, knowledge yeah, I or, mean, or ability to execute because again like I, that's just me i'm kind of like sure. extrapolating like you know if if i were to fail and, and obviously like there's still obviously a chance every single day you own a business but that's definitely what i know would bite would be why um and again I'm, it's not bragging but it's, it's like you know i'm a good coach I've, i think i'm a good coach I've, I've learned a lot over the years i'm still learning um like that's always been the good thing but if if i'm not kind of trying to put that same focus on on my business again like on versus in then like that's definitely going to be what's what's gets trips you up kind of thing so, yeah I mean, even with hiring people you can yeah. find oh absolutely you can easily teach someone the foundational movements yeah. how to spot flaws yeah. like that's obviously that's in a weekend course that's why it's fairly simple it, it's it's real clear yep um and then after that's just practice getting the reps in mm -hmm. but teaching someone to have empathy, passion, humility for what they do, um, drive, growth mm -hmm. mindset, all those things that would make them successful, either in business or just being a part-time coach. Um, not as easy to teach because if they don't have the self-awareness, then they're not going to see that they need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, was, I was talking to somebody today about this. Just uh, I got a couple of kids that are coming in in a little while. They're looking to go in the, in the army or the military and you know they were like kind of like what can you do can you know they're going to leave in april like can you put together a plan and i'm like ooh, time out like the hardest question to ask somebody is why you know it's like hey you want to uh, cool like I, I ran into this a lot like again like guys and girls but like mostly guys like they either want to be a seal or an eod guy or a diver or whatever and you're like okay cool that's awesome let's sit down and talk like why do you want to do that and, and when you'd see somebody trip, you know, like trip over their own answer, like why they can't really put their finger on why they want to do something, well, it looks cool in the movies. You're like, well, okay, yeah, it does, but that's not going to get you through what you need to do. And so, I, like you said, the empathy, it's like, yeah, like somebody comes into, like somebody who walks into our door, right, or reaches out and calls us, like they've gone through all these other steps. Like they've probably gone through, you know, they've gone to the Globo Gym, you know, they've gone to boot camp potentially or something along those lines, and it hasn't worked for them. And now they're reaching out to, to us at CrossFit or, you know, again, like a micro gym, similar, similar uh, aspect. And if we don't get to that, why, like, why, why are you here now? Like, why are you reaching out to me? Why is this important? Why are these goals that we're talking about, you know, lose 15 pounds? Like, okay, that's a specific number. Why? Like we don't get, and, and it's hard. It's, and, and again, like that's one of the biggest things as I develop coaches and, and you try to expand coaching staff and, and build coaches to be successful is, you know, like the first answer is never, never the answer. Like that's that first layer. And, and you gotta, you guys keep going, you know, more and more and more. You gotta get that trust. Yeah, trust and, with and, them yeah too. exactly. And then, then you learn, you're like, Hey, like this guy talked to a couple of days, or days ago. It's like, that's just, he's like, I was a you know, big, I smoked in college, drank a lot in college, just out of shape. You know, I was like, I was never really big, but I just, he's like one day I just decided I was going to stop and I started running. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, why did you decide that? I'm like, why run it? And, and the next thing you know, he's, you're, you're, you're talking, you learn that his dad is overweight, his mom's overweight, they're divorced, they weren't happy, but with each, you know, like his, his brothers, you know, and he's like, I just don't want to be that way. And you're like, man, that's a huge thing right there. And like, that's, that's the motivator. That's like, there you go. There's the, there's the apple. Like, that's the boom. That's the thing you want to get to. You peel that onion out and you find that apple in the middle, which is a dumb analogy, but you're like, that's the sweet spot. That's Works. where you want to get to. And like, that's really what's going to keep you coming coming back and doing the things you're doing right now, I think. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, you found, I was like, that, you know the answer, you found the answer and you just, you verbalized it. Most people can't do that. 
kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, that's that's great. You, you got to get down to the core yeah. for sure. Um, what gets you excited about about what you do? Like to come in and flip on the. You mentioned you're wearing all the hats and like <laughs> what other than necessity and you know anyone could just shut down and and go back to yeah. a, a full time job. But like, what gets you excited to come in, flip on the lights? turn the music on 5 a.m. and you know three two one go like because <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun part man honestly like yeah um no it is it's um like, like i said i think like i found my calling i found my passion um and like i i mean i just i love i love honestly like the biggest thing i, I love i mean there's a million things but the biggest thing i love to see is is when when members and students and athletes like find and experience the things that we see them. Like when, when we're a coach, like it's like, man, I can, I, I can see that you can go a little harder. I can see you can do a little bit more weight on that bar. I can see you can go a little bit faster or whatever it is. You can accomplish these things and you can tell it and you can verbalize it and you can coach it and you can cue it and you can give them all this other things and it doesn't always click. But when it clicks and, and, and you see, like you, and I, I tell people all the time, like you have that, it's like there's a, there's a physical reaction in somebody when, they, when it clicks and they're like, oh my God, he said I can do this and I just did it and it felt great and it went well and I did exactly like, like they have this visual response, like this, this outward response and it's just like, bam, boom. It doesn't happen every day. That doesn't no. happen every single day. You see those videos, but, right? Yeah. It's like the first pull up or the first muscle oh, up yeah. and they're kicking their legs yeah. while they're in the air, like just so excited yeah. to hop off and they're dancing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, I, it's, I'm one of the, one of my first ones, like man, years ago was, was, was this girl, Alex. And it's like a squat clean, right? You're like, you know, it's like, hey, you could clean so much more if you just, if you learn to get under the bar. And you can say it, you can show them videos, you can cue it, you can practice it, and you can skill after drill after drill after drill until literally one day, like, I, I can still see it in my day. Like, she's like, you know, full, tri like, triple extension, shrug, gets under the bar. Like, hadn't even finished, like, getting under the bar and into that, like, perfect squat yet. When all of a sudden the eyes just like, boom, she just blew, she's like, oh my God, this is exactly what you've been saying for the last three months. And I was like, yes. yes. And so like, yeah, when you have those moments, um, and even though you don't, like, even though I don't get those every single day, but I, like, I see the opportunity every single day. There's at least one person or, or one, you know, one movement or something that somebody does every single day where I'm like, mm, man, you're like super close. And then to see like, to see that improvement and then to see that, yeah, it's like The that's, opportunity to yeah. affect someone's oh, life yeah. directly. Yeah. Every day, I Absolutely. think um, that's that's why I enjoy it. And, oh yeah, and found a passion in it. So it's it's nice to hear similar things with that. Um, what's next for for S three? Oh God. Um, growth, man. No, um, that's a hard question. You know, I'm not sure. Like um, they, I think it. They, we talked about. I mean, one of the things I'd really like to to do more, like kind of get back is really, um, and I kind of started a little, I did a little bit of this when I was at Full Circle, but it's something I would like to, to do a little bit more of is really kind of working with um, the guys and girls in our community that are, that are looking to go into the military and just, not just prepare them physically, like that's the easy part, like getting you ready to do a two mile run or whatever kind of thing, it's super easy to do and like anybody can do that, but really just like um, build that perspective of like really what it's all about, like, like what you're really getting into kind of thing. Um, you know, again, like I, I did a lot of that with, with guys like kind of going into the specialty programs, you know, SEALs, EOD and all that other fun stuff. Um, you know, again, that like really talking about like what's the difference between that and regular whatnot. But I, I'd like to do that for, um, for like the, the general population at all. I mean, not general population, that's right, but all the people that are like, like working with recruiters and all that fun stuff. So that's, that's one thing that, you know, again, like I had the privilege to serve for 22 years kind of thing. And, you know, in, in the community I was in, again, like, I don't know how they selected me, man. Sometimes you're like, how did I get, <laughs> how do you guys pick me to be in a button? All these awesome dudes that I got to hang around with all the time. But you're like, hey, I had that privilege and it's, 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 it's a res responsibility. I mean, it's, it's not that it's a bad thing, but I just want to get back um, and really set, set people up for success. I think that would be, uh, that's something here in Richmond that, I mean, again, I know there's a ton of, 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 you know, veterans that have a lot of experience that are awesome and that are doing that kind of maybe on one-on-one, -on -one, like mentor, mentorship and all that fun stuff. But um, honestly, like that, I'd like to, that's one thing I, I think we can expand on 
Yeah, I think well, you have so. an opportunity right now with the new PT test, mm -hmm. the Army, just oh, yeah. to get people in the door because yeah. it's Army and Marines and Navy even talking about yeah, take them out, switching theirs up a little bit more yeah. to a functional fitness combat test kind of yeah. thing related and all that fun stuff. And you got deadlifts, yeah, kettlebell sprint drags, absolutely. Some medicine slides. ball throw or something yeah, like that too yeah so to me job. it's i'm excited of course you yeah. know for my next pt test it's going to be that but for a lot of people they haven't done any of that stuff um so that, that would be really cool to see i've seen some crossfit gyms actually do that they've they've advertised mm -hmm. they do that kind of prep training yeah um that'd be a good way to get, yeah, get them in the door um and then you could break them down mentally if you want you know? <laughs> Um, never really i was never a yeller man like, like it was never the guys the guys who were yelling at me i was like all right cool like i i, I got used to that like it, initially it was like all right this sucks then you get used to that but it was always the ones the ones that would talk to me very calmly whether it was with a bullhorn or just in my ear and you're like oh this guy's scaring the shit out of me right now because yeah. he's just like why are you so calm yeah why everybody are you else so is calm? freaking out exactly everybody else is yelling but you're not oh that was the ones that freak that was oh you, all right you got me you got me man no yeah um, you have any advice for other business owners that maybe you're trying to open or they're in the same shoes as you or, or any step of your journey that you've, Oh man, you know. reach out, let's talk, let's have coffee and eat lunch. I mean, I, again, like I think we talked about it when you first, you know, came to talk to Tibbs and I about the, um, what you want to do with the collective. I was like, this is awesome, man. Like we, once I, you know, initially, like, you know, in the early days of CrossFit, you're like, oh, somebody opened up a CrossFit gym across the street for me. And you're like, oh, but you're really like, that's awesome. Like, I think we, like we talked about, we need more. Um, and I think if we can work together, and it's hard. Like, you said it too. You're like, I could open up an affiliate and wear 20 different hats and not have time to, to collaborate. Or you could do something like you're doing now, which is amazing as you're really trying, you're trying to take a little bit of burden off of us and get us to collaborate a little bit more on you know some of these things and again like it doesn't have to be a lot of time or effort sometimes to just like hear an idea and be like boom i can do that and, you know thanks for sharing and like but then also like like reach out like let's talk let's have conversations and um again like i, I don't want to be the competition for other crossfit gyms i, I want to get rid of the globo gyms kind of thing and yeah. so yeah so like uh, to me I, i'd say like anybody's like thinking about you know starting a gym or thinking about being a coach or, or whatever it is like man come talk like come talk to us like i I'll, i will give you free advice all day long kind of thing um yeah like please like that, that's what i would say is is don't be afraid like if, if again me if i'd go back and tell myself i was like don't be afraid to like talk to more people you know before getting started kind of thing i'm not saying like like wait but just like sure like the more people you can talk to the more experience the more you know that 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 people have been in those shoes and made the mistakes that are still making the mistakes and be like, Hey man, I just did this the other day and it was stupid. Like you'd be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna write that down and make sure I don't do that. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I'll say it was really neat at the last networking event, seeing you and Anna chatting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because you're right across the street yeah. from her. Right. And she was on our first episode and it's, um, it's cool to see. And obviously you're not direct competitors, I guess, in a way, because She's not specifically offering CrossFit, but yeah. at the same time, I would say you're very remotely close as far as yeah. what you no, no, do. No, no. But I think it's awesome because you guys are across the street from each other. You could have animosity. You could be kind of like, oh, I don't want to, you know, hang out. But like you guys were just, you know, shooting the stuff yeah. back and forth, no, chit-chatting. I, I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, this is exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah, we collective. reached out. Uh, I mean, it's, it's Richmond. You're only like two or three degrees separated. Right. from Anyway, so my wife has a really good friend who's who's been a client of Anna's for a long time now. Oh, sweet. Um, so I knew who she was and and, and everything. And, and like, obviously, when we, we look for this this space, I wasn't purposely being like, oh, I'm going to ride across the street from her and take all her clients. Like, that's, that's, I mean, you could be that way, but I, I, there's no reason to do that. So I reached out, we, we reached out and we, we connected and, and she came over and we chatted and all that fun stuff. We talked about it and she was like, ah, initially I was like, ah, and I was like, I totally get that. That's totally. Shock factor. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, oh my God, there's another yeah. one right across the street from me. Yeah. But the more we talked and it was like, yeah, like we, again, like functional fitness, CrossFit, functional fitness, personal training, whatever, like it all overlaps. Like Glassman was a personal trainer, right? Like I, more and more people are talking about that now. And it's like, they're not exclusive yeah. kind of things. It's like, there's so much overlap and you know, like uh, to me, uh, again, like what we, what I talked about with her was just like, it's like, Hey, if this isn't a good fit for you and she is, and I'm like, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to take your money. Like go over there and see her. Yep. And it's like, I hope she would be the same way. And I know she would like, and that's like, if you build those relationships, that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, it's like, again, like the greater Richmond area, if somebody lives in Powhatan, like they're not going to drive all the way up here to train with me and be like, well, go see the awesome dudes at pushing weight, right? They're right next door to you kind of thing. Yeah. Like if, if, 
Let like, me introduce you. Maybe if you, you want to drive an hour yeah. up here, cool, that's awesome. Definitely. Like, I'll definitely take your money, yeah. but if you want to save 55 minutes, like I will introduce you to, to Kara and, his, and her team there. And that's like, they're awesome. And you're going to have a great time and you're going to like, you crush it. And I think that, that karma and, you know, comes back tenfold when, you know, they'll hear somebody be like, oh, well, you know, I'm in, I'm in Lakeside or I'm in Northside or whatever. Be like, oh, go check out Maps Gym. He was really cool. I don't train there because I live next door to this one. Yeah. And like, it's fine. That's so, yeah. And the same thing. It's like, even though we're right across the street from each other, you know, her time's a little different. Like, you know, her style's a little different. Like, you know, it's like, go, and I'll tell people, like, go check out her classes. You know, and again, like that's so yeah, no, I I agree. And the same thing, I would say same thing like like CrossFit gyms. It's, if, if I ever get anybody in here that's like, you know, you're the first one I've been to, I'm like, well, you should go to another one. <laughs> like definitely because like, they're so like, different from yeah, each other. Yeah, some have bigger classes, some have smaller classes, and like some have bigger spaces, some have smaller spaces. I'm like well, the classes can be completely different. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. yeah, and like coaching style, like it, again, like we all coach CrossFit, and again, like the workouts are not what we're selling, but the coaching style might be different. And it's just maybe more conducive to what people want. And then again, like times and price points and distances from work and all that fun right. stuff. It's like, yeah. More like, focus, yeah. right? So you're, you're putting yeah. an endurance spin on some of your stuff. Yeah, exactly. How you do it. Exactly. And then other gyms are putting a strength yeah. You yeah. Know, thing. And yeah, and I think that's cool that we, again, as a collective, we start to learn, you know, a little bit more about, you know, like you were talking about earlier, like strength Metcon. Like there, there's not anything wrong with that. I wouldn't say it's like, the answer for every single person, but that may be the answer for those clients at that gym. Yep. And so if I know that and, and somebody comes talk to me and they're like, man, I really want to do strength mechanism, you know, or something, you know, I get that feeling. Strength, yeah. yeah. They're like, they're like, I love this and it fires me up and this is all I want to do, you know, day in and day out. I'd be like, cool. But the same thing like, like with, with Jason at full circle in those things, if somebody ever came to me and was like, you know, I've seen the strongman show and I'm really interested in strongman. I'm like, Jason is a phenomenal strongman coach. I'm not, I've done a show, like, but that doesn't make me an expert in nothing, right? I did it just because I was trying to help him out and get more people in, in there and we had a good time, but I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like go yeah. talk to him or, or go talk to the guys at the weight room, right? Go talk yeah. to, to Chris and those guys at the weight room. Like those, like if you're looking for strong man stuff, like boom, go talk to those guys. And so that, that's what I, like you're doing is bringing us together, you know? And so like the one, the few of us that are like have that endurance passion, that endurance background, Absolutely. And be like, hey, if, like, if you, you really want to try some endurance stuff or aerobic capacity kind of fires you up, talk to Matt. You know, again, like it may not be a perfect fit, but like maybe try it, try it out and see what you like. Definitely. Right? So, yeah, I think it's important to show those differences yeah. in the market and, and for the general population to understand that there is such differences yeah. between the gyms. Um, if you could pick any other profession than this one, what, what would it be? Oh, God. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> I saw like, you emailed the question earlier and I was like, man, there'd be so many. Well, I was a civil engineer major at school, done nothing with that since. But no, in all seriousness, I, I, I was thinking about it as I was, I was driving here today, and I was like, um, one thing that I'm kind of getting more curious about is like photography. It sounds weird. It's nothing like even remotely close that I've done. I did think, I think I took a photography class in middle school or something like that. But anyway, but um, I mean, it would be like a, a, like a nature or a wildlife or really? kind of thing. So it's like, so you can uh, practice with yeah, your own gym. Yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah. yeah, well, it's hard to coach and take pictures at the same time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to believe enough. that, like, I'm I really truly am an introvert kind of thing. Like, I've I've practiced skills that make it sound like I'm not an introvert. But man, I really love those times where I can just kind of like be off by myself, or you just kind of like re recharging the batteries out out in the woods and all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, I, like, I don't know how I would get paid for that, but like, yeah, just to, just to try my hand at it. Like, again, money, no object, won the lottery, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just something you wanted to try. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about that, but I mean, engineering was fun. I, I like the numbers and like being, again, outside on a construction site. That's that's a civil engineering type of stuff that I did uh, or like studied for, again, never really did. Um, but yeah, I, was, I think like photography, again, kind of like. Again, not not models and <laughs> no, no, no. all that just fun stuff, but like being out in nature. Yeah, being absolutely. Closer to nature. Yeah, no, I mean, I see awesome. the stuff on Instagram. People like, you know, like taking pictures of the mountains off in the distance. You know, lakes and beautiful streams. Yeah, I'm like that. Like, I would I would love to do that and sell it to National Wildlife or Nat, or National Geographic and all of the fun stuff or whatever. Right. So, awesome. That that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? That depends on how you define weird. What, I mean, would, someone, what would someone else say? <laughs> I mean, I literally get fired up about diffusing bombs. So, like, that's go. pretty, pretty weird. Um, God, what would people say? I think people would say I'm kind of weird. Like, I'm, uh, dad jokes, that's what I'm kind of known for. 
Um, people are like, haha, he's always got the funny dad jokes kind of thing. Taste in music is definitely weird. I can listen to like Metallica one day and, and Mozart the like right after that kind of thing. And um, I'd say pretty average, I guess, maybe seven, eight. <laughs> Again, it kind of depends on what you That's define. Right. That's all right. It depends on how you define weird. So, are these your? Uh, yeah, I think so. But awesome. Well, thank cool. you so much. Thanks, uh, dude. People can find you on Instagram. S3 yeah, S three CrossFit, um, and then we're on Facebook and and whatnot too. So S three Performance Fitness on Facebook. So yeah, sounds awesome. good. Well, thank you so much, Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. affiliate collective podcast this is joe ellis be sure to follow us on itunes and give us a subscribe also check us out on youtube under the same name rva affiliate collective and don't forget our shop rvaaffiliatecollective.org thank you have a good one